the Asco Leadership Podcast with Jeff Barton. I suspect there will be lots of people who, whatever their role now, whatever their role was in the past in terms of leadership, whether you're still in a school or college, whether you've stepped out of that, whether you're a consultant or an advisor, whatever it might be, I guess there are lots of you like me who have been strongly influenced by John West Burnham and will feel, as I do, a huge sense of sadness that we've we've lost him. He died um, recently and Professor West Burnham was just one of those people who was able to take uh, a wealth of evidence from across the world and to help you to see how this might apply in your bit of the world, in my case, a pocket of Suffolk, where I was deputy head for five years. And with an extraordinary sense of panache, he was able to nudge your thinking, to look at how innovation, how technology, how increasing understanding how the brain works, how all of those things might take education as it was and start to move it in your own context as to how it might be. He had a huge influence on me and I think anybody who's worked with him, anybody whose school, college he visited and particularly those of us who were privileged to listen to him at conferences where he was a mesmerising speaker will very much mourn the loss of one of the great thinkers of education. So back in 2018, I think it was the summer, we held a conference about learning here in Suffolk and uh, we were very privileged that John West Burnham came and spoke to us and I had a conversation with him just after he had spoken and uh, very pleased for one last time to listen to the late, the great John West Burnham. I'm John West Burnham. <laughs> Tell us who the legend that John West Burnham actually is, <laughs> what you do. I work now as an, as an independent researcher, writer, consultant and general uh, hired help, in the, hopefully for school leaders. And through your writing and through your speaking, you've helped us to do a lot of thinking in terms of what the future of learning should look like. Give us your reflections on where, where we are now in terms of English education. I think we're very mixed, and that's the worry that there are some schools that are really beginning to grasp the issues of learning, successful learning for every pupil, and there are others that are still working by the, the whole notion of a, a homogeneous cohort and the fallacy that you can teach a class, you can't. You can only help the individuals in the class learn. That's a huge tension and a challenge. The evidence is pretty compelling. The change in mindset is just enormous. We had a conversation last night and I was talking about the fact that uh, we're seeing uh, what sometimes feels like heavy layers of management in schools and I was saying that actually if we could recruit and retain lots of high quality teachers you'd need less management in a sense and you made the comment that's what Finland does and Finland kind of kick-started everything by having a commission didn't they where they said what does education need to look like how how would that work? I think um, certainly the Cambridge Review did an enormous amount for primary education and it's, um, it's really important to value it and treasure it and bring it back to life as often as possible. Um, I think that we need to develop a situation where we're able to explore a holistic view of education, literally from birth to mortgage and beyond, and to really try and identify what we want as a society, because... As we discussed yesterday, one of the tensions we have is the incredible pluralism that we have, which on the one hand is something to value and to be rich, but when it works against a significant proportion of children, perhaps as many as 30% of children, then it can't be right. Education, as we both know, goes in peaks and troughs, and uh, some some people would say at the moment the fragmentation in the system is making things very, very difficult. What, What, finally, do you think we need to do to start heading back to the peak? 
I think we need to simply have more conversations like we've had this morning, like we're having all day today, and to get teachers confident in talking about issues around values, issues around purpose, issues around the nature of the learning process and how that goes teaching. So almost developing um, a literacy, a fluency, using a rich vocabulary around values and purpose which learning is at the heart and where many teachers now really are vulnerable and often lacking confidence. We need to start those conversations going on in school and we need also to have much more um, engagement with heads having time to think. And I'm right in th- I said that was the last question. Here is the last question. I'm right in thinking that essentially it's not the government that's going to do this. It's not no. Ofsted. This is about us, isn't it? It's about us and it's about where I think that the professional associations who have changed so much in the past 10 years and have really now become very much led by their the community's leaders, the education community's leaders, where there is of course a need for the legalistic side of trade union work, there's very much a need for the, um, the policy engagement, but there's also a need to say actually we need to find a better way for our members to live. You know, and, and I passionately believe that if we could get more thinking around learning, teachers' lives would be improved almost immediately. It's not a matter of additional, it's a matter of instead of the current organisational bureaucracy. Let's do that. Professor John Westburn, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the Ascot Leadership Podcast with Jeff Barton.